Hello, friends. You are listening to Art Blog Radio, recorded in Philadelphia. My name is Logan Cryer, and in this episode, you will hear a conversation with myself and the two animation directors of Do Wave, Ramo Ventura and Tammy Han. Do Wave is a Philadelphia-based animation studio that creates music videos, shorts, live performance visuals, social media content, and commercials for a range of clientele, including Adult Swim, Spotify, Billie Eilish, Bad Bunny, and many more. As animators, Ramo and Tammy have an eclectic style that references MTV-era graphics, nostalgic media, surrealism, and craft. Ramo is the creative director for Nuevo Rico, an animated short film following two siblings in a futurist Puerto Rico. Nuevo Rico will have its Philadelphia premiere as part of the Black Star Film Festival in early August. In this episode, Ramo and Tammy tell me about how they got their start in animation. We talk about their stylistic approach and they give advice for how to navigate working in the commercial world. For me, it was uh, I took an art class my senior year of high school, and it was the only thing that I didn't really suck at. And I had a great <laughs> art teacher that was really was like, wow, your stuff's not that bad. And it was the first time that anybody had given me like positive feedback on like anything like academic wise. You know, I was so lost. I was just thinking I was going to become like a flight stewardess. And he was like, you should pursue art. And I was like, you know, maybe I will. So I pretty much owe everything to my art school teacher because he like pushed me and like saw something in me that I had no idea. I mean, I, my skills back then were so, I mean, non-existent, you know, but he saw something. So, and I always had an interest in animation, but I didn't really know that that was like a career path that I could even really take. I loved watching animation, but I never thought it would be possible to actually work in animation, primarily stop motion. I studied stop motion up at the School of Visual Arts in New York, mainly because when I was young, I was so obsessed with The Nightmare Before Christmas and just like trying to figure out what was going on in that, you know, and why I couldn't look away, but it was scary, but loving and just that like juxtaposition, you know. And so I studied animation up in New York and, you know, that's where I got my start. Yeah. Well, and for me, um, my, my first love was been music. Like in high school, I was started DJing and like making music. And then for college, I initially went to uh, Berkeley College of Music up in Boston for music scoring and performance and stuff and, and learning how to make beats and working with like a lot of different types of musicians from like classical musicians, jazz musicians, rap artists. And, like, so I was doing music for a while, but like I played on a few different bands and like, you know, I always wanted to like, you know, make visuals for our shows and flyers. And like, I was the de facto flyer person to, to make things, you know, like, and, and then, you know, animation came really, you know, I always loved animation. And like, I guess one of my, one of my like biggest influences was DJ Hubert in uh, California. He made this film called Wave Twisters, which was like a animated film done with all scratching and like, and 2D animation, really weird, weird 30 minute film. And, you know, then from that, I was like, okay, that's just a nice way of like, you know, using that device as a um, storytelling instrument, you know, and I guess maybe like 10 years ago, I decided like, you know, I wanted to make my own music videos, but, you know, learning After Effects was like, you know, challenging itself, you know, so I wanted to go to uh, school to help 
helped me learn more of that stuff. And I found that like doing the tutorials online, like there was this school in Sweden called Hyper Island that kind of like, you know, like accelerated your career where you can go there for a year to develop your portfolio and meet a lot of different creatives and just a different world of, of, of people who are in the field and just like getting to know like uh, what, I mean, animation is so broad. It can be like illustration. It could be like, you know, stop motion, live action, like just knowing like what companies that did what. And so, yeah, I took, took, a, took a flight over to Sweden and, and studied there for like a year. And then afterwards, I got a job placement over in New York and then in Amsterdam. So like I kind of like went all over the place for a bit and then Buenos Aires and then for another year. And then back here, like 2014, I guess, something like that, like where I kind of settled back in Philly, which is my hometown. And, and, and then I met Tammy in New York while we were freelancing up in New York. So. Yeah, something I'm curious about, like, as you're saying, animation could be a huge range of things. Was there something about the style that both of you had developed that you were like, oh, this person is doing something that's kind of in line with what I'm thinking about? Yeah, I mean, for both, I mean, for the both of us, like, you know, we love like nostalgic, like animation stuff, like, you know, like a lot of the MTV era, things from the 90s. And also, like, you know, we're not really like, we love the lo-fi looks just because we can't afford like $2,000 cameras, <laughs> you know, and I would rather not spend money on that, you know, trying to make, you know, we'd rather use, I'm, I mean, we're still using like my old handicam uh, from like what I got, like the 90s, you know, like, and um, I don't know, just kind of put that stuff to use, you know, I'd rather focus our like efforts in like techniques and like always trying to experiment with different ways to like, you know, flip things, you know, so. Yeah, I think that our styles kind of mash up in like Ramo's very sound driven and very like tech savvy and an amazing animator and like just freestyles a lot. And my end is more like pop building and like miniatures and more the stop motion. So when we like team up, it's just this like mixed media mashup, which creates like pretty interesting work, you know, because it's not just 2D, it's not just 3D, like one shot could be a miniature prop and the next could be graphic design. And, you know, Raymo's amazing with like mixing in like sound design and music that fits it. So it's just like a totally immersive, you know, visual audio kind of experience. Yeah. I mean, we approach it like a DJ set, you know, it's it's like (laughs) do a little bit of this, you know, like sample of like um, songs or some elements here. Kind of piece it all together and just like you know find a way to make it work within the the project you know like like what i found like working in some animation studios like everybody would do a lot of work but there's like a lot of wasted work like you know some studios it's like hey i worked two weeks someone somebody in the room would be working on something for two weeks and then it doesn't end up in like the film or whatever it's like it's such a shame sometimes because they put all this effort into it so you know, with our projects, we try to streamline it where, you know, we just, we, we accept everything that comes in our way and we just figure out a way to like combine everything and, and try to make everything work in, in some way, you know? Yeah, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that before of like kind of the wasted work of animation, because looking at the style that you all have as do wave, which I'll ask you to talk a little bit more about, it does feel a little bit like 
it's like collage, it's like found materials, but it's also happening in an animation and digitally, but also there's handcrafted and physical elements as well. It definitely feels like you're using every available resource in order to do what you're doing. And so to that point, I would um, like for you to talk a little bit more about DoWave and how that formed as a business and also how you came to have this really signature style. When you go to the website, it's so, you really look at everything and it feels so, I guess, confident is the word. It has like this really unique brand and I, I won't go into it too much. I'll let you all talk about it. But yeah, how did you get to forming Wave together? So we're, we're both independent freelancers. We have been for like 10 plus years. And we were both up in New York working, like doing the daily grind, which is like working in studios, you know, 10 to seven, you know, like a lot of the time, there's a lot of dead time where you're just kind of like Googling things and reading stuff. And we just like weren't happy, you know, like it was like, oh my God, like all this amount of time that we're just like wasting, you know? And so we met at an animation studio up in New York and we just were like standing outside talking and I was like I'm from Philly and he was like I'm from Philly and we were like fuck this place (laughs) and we kind of just like moved back down to Philly around the same time and um you know like he has his thing which is faux show and tell and like I've started my thing which is camera and studios and but we were being approached for larger scale jobs and at the time like directors were like reaching out to us independently like hey would you want to work on this or would you want to work on that And people just started saying, like, you know, if you guys kind of, like, pair up and, like, make it seem like you're bigger than, like, just two independent artists, like, we can pitch you on bigger jobs. So we were like, all right. And so we just, like, came up with a name. And, you know, from then on, like, I think our first few jobs were with Adult Swim. And from then, it kind of just, like, took off. And a lot of it's word of mouth. You know, a lot of it's, like, companies we've worked with that have work that have like freelance producers that leave and go to another studio or work directly with clients. And so we've been, you know, it's just been a growing, growing sort of. Yeah. Growing studio. Growing studio over like when, when did we start it? Like 2016, 17-ish. Yeah. Five years ago, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of stuff, you know, it's progressed to the point where, you know, like now we've extended our family. So it's like not just Tammy, but Roz. Roz, who entered with us like a few years ago, and uh, she's from Moore College. And like, um, you know, we were like one of the things like we wanted to like, like people like, like from local, locally wanted to approach us and learn some techniques and stuff. So, and we just invited them in, like Roz, Charlie, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, a lot, lot from Moore and, and from Temple. And yeah, and then from there, like they started as interns and now like they, they bring them on as freelancers and also working with like the, the amazing illustrators and animators in Philadelphia, you know, like throughout that time, I guess we helped, you know, initiate like Phil animators group, you know, which is just like mm. a little collective of like animators in Philadelphia. Cause before like everyone was all working separately from one another and nobody knew each other. And now like, so, you know, we tried to like every couple months to get together and do some sort of like events or in our, in our studio, we've done like gallery events uh, where we uh, would do like AR AR art gallery shows, like animators generally don't get art shows, you know, it's like usually on videos, but you know, with AR thing, AR like uh, applications, you can like have an animation or print out a frame and then like 
with your camera, you can see see it move. So they've been pretty successful getting everybody together and like um, contributing, co collaborating. So yeah, we. Um, it's funny because like you would you would think like up in New York it would be it, and it was like a tight knit community of animators, but I feel like the community down here is just way tighter. And I don't know if it's because it's more intimate and smaller or people down here just are really like open for collaboration. And it's not just like, oh, this is my project, you know? So it's been really nice like that we have now this kind of extended network of different artists. So when projects come up, you know, and we're like, all right, well, it'd be cool to like have like a little bit more of an illustrated style. Like let's bring in Kieran or Charlie or like, oh, like Ryan does this awesome like video recording, you know? So like, it's definitely become like Duave has become more of a collective, I would say, you know, mm. um, and that's why I think like our style feels so broad, but <laughs> but so stylized, you know, because there's so many different aspects. There's so many different like styles within there that like there's like 10 artists behind the scenes, you know, each contributing like their like look to like make that Duave style. Yeah. And in addition to like our local group that uh, we work with and talent. I mean, we also pair up with a lot of different studios around the globe, like for 3D work. You know, we, we work a lot with like Plastic Studio, our friends, uh, Chong and Chihuahua out in Poland. And they, 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 they're like the world beatbox champions, you know, like they have their own rhythm with things, you know, and uh, they're awesome. So awesome to work with, like to help us out on projects and we help them out on, on, on theirs. Uh, and then, also, Tunja York down in Colombia is another studio. Our, our homie Rafa, who uh, runs his shop down there, and these are all people we just work with, like on work projects. And then now it's like, when when projects get bigger and bigger, it's like, okay, we need like a massive team to like you know get all the sections in, you know. So like when we worked on like the Bad Bunny and the Billy Eilish ones, you know, it's like, okay, like they're they have we have to spread it. We can't do everything ourselves, you know. Like it's something that. Like, you know, it needs to be spread out through, through our through various teams. So. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about, and I'm sure it's different project to project, but what does working on a project actually look like from getting the ask to work on it? Who's making that ask? How is that decision getting made? And then as you're working with more people, are you in charge of them? Is your client the one who's kind of directing everyone? How does that really work and I ask as like a complete outsider so explain like I know nothing <laughs> I mean it really depends on the client and who it is you know and nature of the work you know I guess you know some some artists like you know it's direct direct to the client so they're a little bit more open and like and it usually starts with like with like a treatment I guess you know and or or we get a text like hey we want to work on this like and then we get a treatment, send a treatment, and then we get the okay for the budget. Uh, usually budget and schedule is always like the first thing that we always bring up on projects, you know, whether we accept it or not. And then also what the type of like, which, whether we accept it or not. So yeah, I guess that's the start of it. And then I guess, yeah, I guess it depends. Sometimes if we're working with another director, you know, like they, you know, they dictate some of the direction on things, but we also direct dictate direction of animation. I guess it's it's really like loose, you know, I mean, ten, majority of the projects we keep loose, you know? Yeah, there's so there's a lot of different 
avenues in terms of like where our work is shown. So like sometimes we'll do commercial work. Sometimes we'll do like a lot of the stuff we do is for like social media platforms with working directly with brands. We'll do like music videos or documentaries. We'll work with like directly with YouTube or Instagram. So like it really like is all over the place in terms of like where where and what. And, you know, our preference is like working direct to client or direct to with the brand or artist or whoever, because it just cuts out a lot of the middleman, which is like a lot of the problems that we see within commercial work, which is why we've been trying to slowly exit out of commercial work, just because there's just so much. I mean, like we love freestyling and like, it's like a dream for us to be contacted and say like, we want you to do you and like, do your style. Like that's what we want. And when sometimes clients will come to us and be like, we want this to look like this. And they're just sending us other references of other people's work that they want us to like to replicate, you know? And it's like, we can do that. And we have done that, you know, not replicating, but you know, like just switching out of our style to like fit within something they want. And, you know, we're slowly like backing away from that and just trying to do the work that gives us the most creative freedom. And, you know, sometimes it really varies. And a lot of the times you don't know when, when you're working with like the first time client, like how, like how much you're going to need to like hold their hand. You know, a lot of times, like you'll send like a work in progress and you're like, here it is, you know, like, just so you know, like this isn't addressed yet. Like we're still building out this, building out that. And people will come back like, oh my God, because they like, can't imagine what it's going to look like you know they think that like they just hired us and we're like amateur hour and we're like oh and we have to hold their hand through the entire project because they have no imagination which unfortunately is like a lot of the commercial work because they're not artists you know they're brands that like contact artists they're like marketing people you know they just like need to like hit certain numbers you know so for them it's not so much like the creative and the art aspect as like the legal aspect and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um So like sometimes we'll even be reached out for a pitch. So there'll be other animation studios that this company is also reaching out to. So they'll say, okay, like give us the treatment, you know, of what you would pitch, like just some like layouts and just like quick like references and stuff. And then we pitch it and then they decide whether they want us or go with another company. You know, sometimes we'll like invest like a week making this like awesome pitch and then we never hear from them again. (laughs) So. Yeah, a lot of stuff, it's like, we don't know, and like, you're not paid for it, you know, but like, we invest into it, because if we do win the job, then we can bring in our people, and like, it could be like a good thing, you know, so, but other times, you know, we've been reached out, like, we did a job with Spotify, and it was like a dream job, like, they were just like, okay, here's like the audio, and we like, took apart the audio, made a script out of it, like, put like with each line of like the script, put like what the visual would be like handed out different lines to different artists and then like threw it all together to make this like 60 second story. And like, there were no notes given every time we submitted like work in progress, they were like, amazing, looks great. And we were like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Those are the dreams. And, and like most times, you know, we get that a lot, you know, is, on, yeah. on our projects. So it's not like, it's always a double-edged sword, you know, like mm-hmm. with like, you know, like clients, you know, and a lot of times like, like repeat clients are ones who we've worked with before. They come back to us and they know what we're expecting. And those are always great because then they know what we're capable of and they just let us do our thing, you know, so, and trust us. You know, it's all about developing trust with clients or direct, other directors or, you know, mm-hmm. um, all, all sorts of people who are trying to reach out for a project. 
you know, so. Hmm. At this point, in terms of your career, is the most difficult part of what you're doing having to respond to clients and know to make adjustments? Or just thinking like, you know, for a lot of people who have creative practices, sometimes you can kind of get into a wall or to a slump where you're kind of creatively stuck. Does that happen with you all, do you feel like? Or do you feel like at this point, you're just so on your mark, it's more, you're more so just adjusting to other people and figuring that out. And that's the hardest part about working on a project. I would say, yeah, like managing clients and because we're directors and we don't have a producer on our team. So we basically are producers as well. And when we have multiple jobs going on at the same time, you know, we're putting on like our directing hat and then our producer hat and like writing out schedules and writing out budgets, you know, which like we've just kind of like done like on the fly, you know, just like going off of what, you know, we've done in the past. But it's 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 hard sometimes because I feel like as we've scaled up, like I we've been less hands on and more just like more managing, which sometimes isn't as fun, you know, because I want to be like building the miniature props instead I'm on like back-to-back phone calls, you know? So it's cool. But um, at the same time, there's like a bit of like, it's hard to like let go. I think a little bit of like being the one like in the project and just like let other people like help, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the hard, the hard things for us, I guess, is also doing up some of like the workload, you know, like, and like, you know, matching because sometimes the client's schedule doesn't match our schedule, you know? And so like the client needs to give something to get our, if we bring in freelancers for a certain week, but then like, you know, the client doesn't get back to us until a couple weeks later, but we already booked a freelancer, you know, for this week and they're not available the next week. And so it's always a challenge, like, you know, just like getting everybody's schedules on, on point and, and keeping things flexible with everyone and, and making it fair, you know, to, to not just us as well as, you know, the talent that we bring in. So that's always like the challenge, right? I think, managing schedules and budgets. But other than that, I mean, you know, we, we still enjoy all the, the, like exploring the different techniques. I, I think what's great about, I guess, our style, we, we're, we're not like locked into a specific technique you know we just we continue exploring things like whether we're doing like collage techniques or like you know like analog video or you know i guess like praxinoscopes or like zoetrope records you know we're always trying to find something new and like and then even like you know layer that on top of older techniques that we've done where we like print and scan things maybe we can combine things always trying to flip it differently you know like so that while like you know maybe we it's kind of like we build it off of like a previous project technique and make it better in the next one and, and, and so forth. So yeah, I don't know. That's basically our, our work process, I guess. Yeah. And you, I think you both also have individual works or things that you do that are outside of a commercial venture. I think Bremo, you have a film that came out fairly recently. Oh yeah. So Nuevo Rico was, I mean, you know, that was our, our studio film that our friend Chris hit us up about. And, and you know, we did that last year with, our, with, other, with the other studios that we work with regularly on, on projects. And it was just kind of like one of those things where 
you know, we, we had like a script and like, we just wanted to like, you know, do something that wasn't in a commercial environment, you know, or like for a client, you know, just kind of like, you know, let loose. And it's about like, you know, a, um, you know, like a futuristic Puerto Rico, Nuevo Rico, like where, you know, it's a sibling, siblings, like, you know, enter this whole world. And, you know, for us, it was great because it was like something that we don't normally do, like narrative, illustrative, like um, animation. It's something that we're capable of, but in a narrative way, but like this is really structured in the sense that, you know, we had like a whole storyboard that we followed throughout the script. And, you know, we found ways to improv throughout, you know, with like our team, with our in-house animators and, you know, like, like Roz doing mixed media passes on animations coming from Mexico City and from like Columbia. So like, it was kind of like everything came together in our with the comping in Philly and like we brought it together with, with the sound design from our, our friend uh, Josh, who's also based in Philly, and just kind of like work that together to make this 12-minute uh, film. Yeah. Definitely a quarantine project. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like something, it was just a labor of love. And, you know, it was like, I don't know if we could have done it without the quarantine, you know, like, you know, within that time period. But yeah, it was, that, but it, I guess we started in March of last year, and then finished in October, and then submitted it to festival this year. So, mm -hmm. um, been pretty great yeah congratulations and i think you all kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but moving into more maybe like personally creative projects and ventures is something that you all are interested in yeah i mean we're all we always have personal projects going on on the side and that's kind of always a lot of what fuels us you know the projects that like drag out or like maybe aren't as creative or you know we kind of offset that by like doing our own personal projects and I think that's like a lot of how we were also able to make it to where we're at now is like using personal projects as a platform to like push you know our creative style and show people what we were capable of to give us a chance to do it so it was like you know let's make short films on our own with no budget and then show them to people and say, look, look, what if we had a budget, you know, like how amazing would this be? You know, if I didn't make this in my mom's laundry room for yeah. like $200, you know? <laughs> but so I think, yeah, we always have like ideas and different concepts going on. And like a lot of it just gets pushed to the side and takes forever to do because we always have other work <laughs> that pops up. But, um, I mean, we've managed, I mean, I feel like our timeline, like within the last five years, we've done a lot of like, projects that doesn't seem like we have but we've always kind of like snuck it in within mm -hmm. our, our work stuff you know which has been great you know yeah. and also thanks to our like our team because we're able to like db things up you know a bit you know and like so where you know we can each contribute some parts to it and then like and then when it's done it then it drops you know so to that point about having personal projects that you work on and how that kind of fuels the work that you're doing for your job. Do you have advice for animators or other designers for how to either maintain what they're doing or creatively fuel themselves if maybe they're getting burned out from working in a really commercialized space? I mean, I guess advice, I mean, I don't know, every animator is different and designer. I mean, a lot of people want to do the same style over and like, you know, like commit to us specific style which is which is great you know it helps like get them hired as freelancers you know 
but I, I know after doing this for a while, like, it's like, I feel like, you know, I, like what sparks me and my interest is just like, like finding new techniques and finding new ways to, to like, you know, explore, you know, I'm not the greatest like cell animator where I draw like consistent stuff, like this specific style over and over again. But I love the, the clot, the bricolage approach where, you know, you discover like happy accidents through experimentation. Yeah, so, and yeah, that's, that's, that's how I approach it. And I always recommend that. And also like making friends in the industry, you know, I think, you know, like that's some, something like, like that, you know, we, we've had to rely a lot on our friends and, and, and not rely, but like just bringing our friends to, to pull off projects. And that's always, you know, I'm grateful for that, you know? Yeah, I would say, yeah, experimenting, like if you're feeling like burnt out, like I think it's good to take time off, you know, I think as artists, like we we feel the need to like constantly be producing and creating. And if you're not like something's wrong or like I have a block or something, you know, and I feel like taking a step back is totally fine, you know, and sometimes it's beneficial to like take that breather and find inspiration, you know that could be found anywhere you know it's not in a computer it's not looking through like other people's work you know it's not going like i follow so many artists on instagram i'm constantly just looking at art 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 you know and i'm like oh like i need like a detox sometimes you know and like maybe i'll go to the beach and like find a shell and i'll be like oh you know this is the inspiration i needed you know so I feel like, you know, taking a breather, like not rushing, like the process and like still experimenting and exploring, you know, like what I loved growing up was that like my mom, like we always did like arts and crafts and like, it was so like fun and playful. And I feel like once you kind of become an adult and arts more like your job, like you lose a lot of that playfulness and that fun, you know, and I feel like you just kind of kind of need to like keep exploring and learning and evolving in order to keep that like interesting and like fun aspect there so you don't just get like fried and like question why you're doing it anymore you know yeah and also at the end of the day when we're just making stuff it's like I don't know like I feel like people take things too seriously you know like <laughs> especially clients can be way too serious over things and you know like I mean you always want to just try to keep a level head with everything and just like if you're making something for somebody you know you, just do what you can and do the best you can and like just like explain you know like just be able to like you know share share your views on how you did something and and nine times out of ten you know you could easily like find a compromise with like uh with client on a certain issue so yeah there's always problem solving that you can easily do you know so yeah it's easy to fall down like to really like fall into this like whole of micro like we call it pixel fucking in the industry where like you're just like pixel fucking like every single frame you know and i'm like cutting out like a little tiny eggplant to like put into a seed and the guy's like can you make it like two percent larger and i'm like ah yeah. i'm just like okay this is so insane like in five years like i you know like if this isn't gonna matter in five years like why am i like spending so much time on like one pixel you know but that's like the that's the thing with like being an artist is like, you have to have that attention to detail. You know, that's why people rely on you. And I feel like you can kind of go too far down, you know, that you kind of have to pull yourself back out and be like, okay, like, okay, this doesn't matter. Like what does matter? You know, like when is like, when is the frame done? You know, like, is it ever done? You know, like I need to just like move on with it, you know? 
And so it's finding that balance, you know, which is like always like a struggle, I feel like. But the more, you know, experience you have, the more you can pick and choose like what you should invest your time into and like what like it's just kind of easy to move on with. Also, deadlines, I think, is very important, you know, whether it's uh, your own stuff, but even when you get approached by jobs, you know, knowing when this is the official end of a project, you know, that also helps speeds up like, you know, like making decisions, you know, not just for you, your sake and like, especially with clients where you have like, you know, everybody feels like they're a creative director. You know, like, I feel like there's like, there's a creative director and then above that creative director is another creative director and a creative director over that, you know? So it's like, that every, there's like times where you have like seven decision makers before it gets back to you. So like, um, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like, you know, you just, you know, just take everything as with a grain of salt, you know, and just like, just go with the flow and, and deadlines help like cure those, you know, those decision makings. And then maybe you make that makes helps make the decision for them, you know? So. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're wrapping up. Thank you so much. This was really, really great. I love just like the laid back energy you all have. It's like so nice. <laughs> and the work you do is so incredible. Can you tell people if they want to see more of your work or contact you, what would be the best way to do so? Slide into them DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, we just, I mean, Instagrams, I guess, are only social media. We tried yeah. Facebook, but I don't uh, even barely even on Facebook anymore. Yeah, probably Instagram yeah. or just like emailing us. Our email address is on our website yeah. or on Instagram. If you want to write us a novel, do it on email. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes the DMs are just like, oh man, this is the whole story on here. You know, just like, but that's cool though. You know, I mean, appreciate like everyone's support and everything. And like, I want to, to hit us up on things. And yeah, we're always like, our doors are always open to like, like ask if you guys have any questions, you know, like love to, to help help out it with whatever you need. So. Cool. Yeah. Thanks guys. Cool. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Art Blog Radio. Please be sure to listen to other episodes and to check out theartblog.org for more content on Philadelphia arts and culture.